What's going on, everybody? I'm Will, your host this week for the Marvel League Podcast, episode 144. And with me, I have two of the usual suspects that consist of our boy Nick. Yes, we've been sitting here for like two hours before we start recording. And also our boy Aaron. What is good? And yeah, it's been like an hour and a half. Um, it, it has. Like, we've been yeah. and swapping uh, some stories. Yeah, we should tell some of them on here. We should never tell those stories on this. <laughs> you can oh, go no. to my channel if you want some stories. Well, we were talking about we were talking about how we were excited for Comic Con in like just like two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> our annual meetup because we're all spread out across the country, so it's gonna be great. Nope. We're gonna spread out the the two corners, two coasts. I mean, well, me and Nick live like thirty minutes away from each other, but he yeah. lives. Will lives on the opposite side of the country. Yeah, I live closer to. Uh, Luke. To Josh than I do Luke and Mikey. Oh really? Yeah, like I could hypothetically drive to Josh. In fact, I may see him when I go up there for BlurredCon. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you should try and like link up or something. I don't know. Let's see what's going on. But yeah. Um. So how are y'all doing? This fine. It's tomorrow for me. So Friday. Uh, it's been good, bro. Had a had a good day at work. I'm hungry. About to give me some fat burger after. We finish this podcast. Fat Comic Con. Fat bad burgers. All I did was eat fat bad burgers. Nick, how are you doing, man? You just reminded me. I need to make sure I get paid this month. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing good. Yeah, we just um, just saw Spider Man yesterday. Yeah, that was a thing we did. So we're gonna talk about (laughs) that at some point during the show. Yeah, we'll we'll get your non-spoiler thoughts, and then uh, once the rest of us boyos see it next week, we'll uh, do a full spoiler cast breakdown, all that jazz. Cause uh, I I'm seeing it at a midnight showing. Thanks, Alamo. But um, I can't wait for Luke's rant. Oh God, I can I I don't know any spoilers for it, but going off the reviews alone, I'm like, oh, sweat incoming. Grab your umbrellas. Sweat incoming. Get your you're ready for some some sweater weather because he's about to knit you a sweater with all the knits he's about to pick. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> My pick knitted Luke. We love our boy. But um, speaking so of got... nitpicking and speaking uh, speaking of nitpicking, um, oh, it's actually good. He he isn't here for this because this is a perfect topic. So Black Widow has started production, um, and we'll probably I, I, I'm hoping we'll get a little bit of that in San Diego. Um, but we may, it appears we have our first images for Taskmaster, who is rumored to be the villain, if not one of the villains for the movie. And his suit is interesting. Um, me personally, I'm holding reservations because production designs and production suits don't always, they're not always representative of the final product. They don't always show like you and always have the effects and everything that they want to add to it. I see a lot of people saying he looks like a Power Ranger, which, honestly, I don't see it. And I remember a lot of people complained during Civil War about Black Panthers saying the exact same thing. It looks like a Power Ranger. I don't see it, other than the fact that he has a helmet. I will say this. Um, I think they could do more with the colors. Because his skull is, like, blue and silver in these, like, leaked set photos and all that. But if it was all silver, I think it would pop more. Against it, because we can tell it's him because he has the sword and he has the hood and the colors are orange, white, and blue. 
I don't know any other villain who's like that. And I, I'm just hoping they don't make him like a like a one-off <laughs> like they did with Atroc the Leaper. But I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts about this? I thought it was interesting. It's definitely a different look than what we're used to. Uh, just like guys, everything else. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think that... I don't know if I'd say Power Rangers. G.I. Joe, maybe. But not Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, G.I. Joe. I'll give you G.I. Joe. I'll give I'll you Fast and Furious, but not Power <laughs> They have superpowers in theirs now. They're, they're, they I'll work. give you... What's it called? Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you Hobbs and Shaw. The FFU. Yeah, but no, like, I think I think it looks fine. Uh, like again, we got to see it in full full context. We got to see the studio's release version of it to get a a better idea of what we're dealing with here. But no, I mean, it looks it looks fine to me. I wonder who's playing him. I wonder what role he's going to play into the movie as well. Like this movie has so many questions surrounding it, and I'm excited to find out potential answers at San Diego Comic Con. Luke, what are uh, Luke? I'm sorry, <laughs> Nick. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I really like it. Um, I was always excited when we first heard that Taskmaster might be in the movie, so I can't wait to see like how they're gonna portray him and stuff. And I do hope that he's not a one and done villain because um, he would be cool to show up in future films, Spider-Man film or something, or maybe if he was, like, on the Thunderbolts or something like that. I was gonna say Dark Avengers or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the actor that's playing him is O.T. Uh, Fagbanal, who was in... <laughs> Hang on, let me see. He was in The Handmaid's Tale and uh. a couple other, like, pretty big projects recently, but I'm pretty sure that that's the actor that's playing him. Um, because they're going for the Ultimates version of Taskmaster. In terms of, you mean design or, like, character-wise? Uh, I think both, really. Because it looks like he's going to have mostly a blue and white kind of color palette. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people keep saying, like, oh, he's not wearing the hood or whatever. Like, you can clearly see that he has the hood, it's just, like, not yeah, he, hold on. Yeah, he has it. You were the one to actually, uh, point that out for, what the f- uh, um, yeah, you're the one to actually point that out to us because I didn't see the hood at first because it's down. And I think one of the things that makes um, the it, the images for it weird is because one, we never see Taskmaster with his hood down. Like I was going through photos, I'm like, you never see him with his hood down like at all. Yeah. Um, and then two, you never really get a good look of the mask. So I think that's why people are saying it looks like a like a Power Rangers helmet because you've never really seen what the back of Taskmaster's head looks like because he always wears a hood. Um, so yeah, Ultimate Taskmaster, that's interesting because that's a it's actually kind of a recent character from the looks of it, um, who I now remember from the the Ultimates run, the Young Ultimates. Right. <laughs> Anthony Masters. Yeah, there was some. Um... There was some new set photos that came out today, like earlier today, I think. It mm-hmm. actually gives like a better look, like different angles of what the scene they're filming, and it looks mm-hmm. kind of like the scene is going to be like the bridge chase in Winter Soldier, when like they're getting chased by like and then the cars and stuff. It looks like that. Like there's a shot where um, uh, what's her name, Scarlet and uh, Florence are in like a SUV, and he's like chasing them in his tank. So it might be mm-hmm. cool. I'm hoping yeah, I- like the film is more like in tone with Winter Soldier, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I think having... I think it would be interesting to have Black Widow go up against two villains if you make Yelena a villain and then have Taskmaster and have those two working together. I think that'd actually be really cool. Um, 
I enjoy Black Widow. I feel like this movie also has like its work cut out for it in terms of legwork of characterizing her further. Because it's not that people don't like her. Everybody likes her. We respect the fact that she died for all of us to live uh, in 2023. Yeah. But that being said, they haven't done a crazy amount with her character in terms of growth. They We've explored her past a little bit. Like We've lightly touched on the stuff with the Red Room and the trauma of that. And that really stupid controversy back during Age of Ultron. Um, but oh, I'm, yeah. I'm interested when everyone's just like, oh, Joss Whedon hate, hates women. I'm like, not for that reason, but <laughs> the, the movie was not the example of that. I don't know. That was really stupid. Um, yeah, people they've been they've been waiting forever to make um, a Black Widow movie, though. Like it was supposed to be in Phase One. It's just like I think Ike Pulmutter and like the creative committee yeah, yeah. like kept like delaying it. That's why like Black Panther and Captain Marvel finally happened. Like they've been wanting to make them forever. It's just like with no any humans. Yeah. TV show doesn't count because it's not canon. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, do we, we have any other thoughts? I mean, I'm hoping that it's it's a cool Taskmaster. I do hope he gets more of his traditional colors. Um, I don't have a problem with the MCU take on things, but going forward, it seems like they're going a little weirder with stuff. So why not start here? I mean, yeah, I know it's probably going to be like a grounded spy thriller, but in terms of appearance, like no one's going to laugh at anyone walking down the seat, uh, down the street with like a white hood and a white skull with like a, a flaming sword it's just not, after you've seen you know big grimace and his gang of misfits fucking up the world you take everything that's a potential threat seriously now i don't know what are what are your guys final thoughts on that before we move on uh final thoughts i can't wait to see more at comic-con when they show like concept art and stuff yeah. get out i'm on that in that same wavelength my dude i want to see more give me more marvel <laughs> make mine marvel <laughs> make mine feed me with your goodness marvel oh man speaking of oh, no. me, marvel. yeah speaking of more venom and black cat no i'm kidding <laughs> that shit um dr doom news though speaking of villains uh that were masked there are some discussions apparently about potentially resurrecting that dr doom solo film from fox um who's the director from that again no quite talented yeah, no Holly. Yeah, so there are discussions and I believe a couple meetings here or there, which I believe that they're honestly they they might do that as like a backdoor. Like my my belief for how Marvel's gonna handle um, the former, well, the the Fox properties and whatnot is gonna be very particular. Like I can see them not doing X Men and Fantastic Four as groups. But I can see them doing, like, a Doctor Doom movie to introduce him as a villain. Because uh, I feel like he would be somebody... He's somebody who used long-term. He's definitely not a one-off. I can see them repurposing and making maybe a Storm origin movie. Which now there's rumors going around that uh, Natalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones may be, you know, eyeballed or rumored to do that. Oh, Alexander like, Ship. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just know that's 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 that on that. But um, <laughs> they should use that script some with. Ice uh, cubes. They should use what the script that? with uh, what's her the the Fantastic Four kids, Franklin and Valeria. I mean, yeah, and you, you, they may do a Franklin and Valeria movie, which honestly, I still wouldn't want it, but I would trust it more under Disney than I would under Fox, who is now under Disney. Um, but yeah, like as far as this Dune movie goes, 
I'm honestly all on board. Like the Doom movie, the there was a Surfer movie in the works too, wasn't it? Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn wrote it. Yeah, so like a Surfer movie, a Doom movie, those would be good to introduce Fantastic Four characters, but not so much the team yet. Bring back that Kitty Pride movie that nobody gave a shit about from Bendis. <laughs> Um, they, they may do that too. It's like, oh yeah, we'll introduce, they'll call it Shadow Cat and they'll make it like a, a limited series on Hulu or Disney Plus or something and then introduce her into the MCU. But I don't know, what do you guys think about like the Doom news and the potential implications this means for all the old Fox scripts? Who knows, maybe we'll get that Gambit series that I was so vehemently uh, against. Uh, Gambit's dead. Yeah, as it should be. But Doctor Doom, Give us a like... Mr. and Mrs. X movie though. I'll watch that. Yeah, like, Dr. Doom, personally, like, this, this sounds really cool. Just the way he was describing it, he was saying it was basically going to be, like, um, like the main character would be just, like, some random, like, reporter that would go to Latveria because, basically, I think the plot was sort of, like, under the Dome-esque where, like, Doom or Victor or whatever put, like, he kind of closed off, you know, Latveria to the world or whatever, but he, like, let a reporter in. So, I don't know, it just sounds kind of interesting, like some kind of political thriller, like exploring the character more. Not much like a big smash em up superhero type movie, but just more like self-contained. Sounded cool. Yeah, I mean, it would I like... Be cool. I think in terms of narrative, that's really interesting because it makes him the focus without making him the main character. And I think that's a little bit more adventurous for Marvel, especially since they're big proponents of like hiring lesser known creators and whatnot. I mean Aaron, what are your what are your thoughts about uh Doom Rising? Rise, Doom. No. I'm Rise, curious. Doom. <laughs> no, I I just want them to make it entertaining, make a good Doom film, but not try to make it overly comedic. I, I feel like you can't do a lot of comedy with, like, a Doom movie. I, I, if anything, it would be, like, comedy of circumstance. Like, oh, and there go the local Doom bots, like, on their hourly patrol of the city to make sure the borders are correct. Like, that would be something that's funny, um, but not, like, in a ha-ha joke way. It's, like, funny in an absurd way, almost. I feel like they try to tie Doom, try to make Doom very MCU-centric, mm-hmm. and... I don't know. I feel like Wakanda worked in the, with their technical with their technological advancements mm-hmm. and the stuff they had because they were a private nation. But I feel like you could do the same thing with Doom, but I'm curious yeah. to see what kind of story they would try to pull off. It's a commentary about communism. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Russia with magic and superheroes. Um Magic Russia. Magic Russia. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think I think that premise is honestly really interesting. That gives you a lot of wiggle room, and I think I'm thinking that Kevin knows about these scripts, and he's deciding what to do, what will get repurposed or reworked. Um, If he wants to keep some, if he wants to chuck some into the garbage bin, or take elements and move it around and over. Kevin is the master planner. No, he he always has a he always has decisions for whatever he wants to you know orchestrate throughout the future of the MCU. I hope we don't lose Kevin. He's a good man. We need we need you, Kevin. You're the you're the boy. 
you're the goat. You did it. Yeah, I think before this recent report too, like the Noah and Kevin were kind of joking because they were sort of like talking in the press about like, oh yeah, we should like meet and talk about this. But then like this recent interview, he's like, oh no, we actually did meet like recently and talked about like different things and stuff. I'm guessing he had to like also talk to them too because Legion. Because even though it's like oh, a yeah. separate world, they have to like make sure that they're using characters or what they're doing with it and stuff. Yeah, they just started their last season, I believe. So yeah, you know, good good luck to Legion. I've heard good things. I'll I'll watch it when it's done. Um, taking a sabbatical superhero shows. Now you gotta watch Batwoman. Uh oh, I if certainly anywhere. will. Uh, don't make me. Don't remind me. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreading that. <laughs> Let's make a, let's make some shows about all the side characters that you really didn't want to know about. Uh, speaking of things we're dreading. Uh-oh. All right, so do we want to want to get into this? You got to wrap now? it up, bring it home. Do we have all our we have all our uh, final thoughts about Doom before we go into our last topic? Uh, actually, one quick question. What spin-off type uh, films would you want to see if we, if we can't get like mainline Fantastic Four and X-Men? Uh, what would you want to see as like alternatives before they do like a big team movie because i feel like they do marvel's doing it like avengers where they're set up through a character or something like that personally i would love to see a storm solo movie uh a la black panther <laughs> we'll have ava duvernay ready it'll be about oppression in rwanda or some shit. doesn't make any sense i'd like to see a nightcrawler movie i think that'd be interesting Ooh, that'd be dope with the same That's guy from really cool. uh, Dark Phoenix? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop the same it. one from X2. We'll get him. The original Loki from some of the <laughs> He's a little old now. He's a little old. He's going to be blue. It's not like you're going to see the wrinkles through the makeup. But can he move like he used to, though? Don't worry about all that. We got stuntmen. Ginger Trickster will fill in the role. We got stuntmen. We got CGI. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Make him look surprised. Uh, Nick, what would you what would you want? Probably just like a long shot thing for X Men to see like mm-hmm. a Star Jammers thing because they're cosmic. Oh shit. That'd be really cool. Or I like um, you think so. Yeah, that would be cool. And it would like fit in with what they've done already too, with like the Guardian stuff, but uh besides that Probably the Kitty Pride thing because it sounded cool. Like I feel like it could do well too because it was supposed to be based off this one issue where basically it's set during like Christmas Eve or some shit, and like Kitty's like stuck mm-hmm. in the X Mansion by herself mostly, and there's like some sort of creature after her. It's like a supernatural type movie, so I feel like you could like play with like the whole young adult audience and stuff. It's female led. I don't know. It could be cool. It's low budget. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see a superhero mystery. We haven't really gotten yeah. one of those, I don't think, ever. But that Starjammers one is genius because that's like a, that's an amazing way to bring in the the, the summers, yeah, with a uh, Corsair and everybody. But all right, speaking of uh, instead of speaking of movies that don't exist, uh, let us know down in the comments below what movies you would want to see that spin out from X Men and Fantastic Four. So we put it off long enough. <laughs> Let's uh let's talk about non spoilery since I haven't seen it and then we'll do spoilers next time we meet. Yeah. For Far From Home, because uh we were we were talking in the chat and everything, uh before the show and then yesterday after you two got out the movie and uh, and Nick you posted your review earlier, so 
please go watch and support that. Um, <laughs> what are what are kind of you want to expand more about your thoughts on the film? But I guess without delving into the spoilers, so I feel like you can only do so much. But I mean, what are your guys' opinion of it, um, Aaron? You can also, of course, throw in your piece since you saw it as well. Nick, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go. So basically, like, I didn't really have any expectations going into it. The main reason I wanted to see it early, just so we could like get the review out, because I never saw Homecoming or anything, and, and I'm not like a huge fan of Tom Holland Spider-Man in general. Um, the trailers never did anything for me. I was like, I wasn't really excited for anything in the movie besides like maybe Mysterio because Jake Gyllenhaal's cool, but yeah, like the movie just. I had a lot of problems with it, uh, narratively and structurally, and uh, mm. character decisions, and um, the third acts reminded me of the Sonic trailer. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was telling Aaron, I was well. like dozing off during the third act too. I was like so done with the movie at that point. I was like, yeah, this, this yeah is it, it doesn't. It doesn't help you're not the biggest fan of this interpretation, which you point out in the past, but yeah. you're you're a brave soul for bringing out the one kind of dissenting uh, opinion about it. Yeah. And even like, still, you, you seem kind of it's not, positive in you, if I recall. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not like a technically bad movie or anything. It's not Dark Phoenix or any level like that. Um, there are enjoyable elements to it. I think if you like these movies, you'll probably have fun with it and stuff. But I just mm -hmm. thought, like, for me, it wasn't up to uh, up to par, I guess, with these other comic book movies. So, but I did like the post credit scene; they're really cool, though. Aaron, uh, what are what are your thoughts coming out well, of this? having some time to sit on it a little bit? Well, if you do, if you do ask, I personally am a huge Spider-Man fan. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, and coming out of this movie. <laughs> what would you say? I said, who doesn't love a spider? Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Right, right, right. Uh, coming out of this movie, I was... Hmm, I enjoyed oh. parts of it. I enjoyed... <laughs> I enjoyed a lot of the movie. I just some... Pa I had some pacing issues with it. Mm. I thought the first hour of the movie was really kind of rushed. The first 15 minutes of the movie, I was like really rushed. No time to really process, especially with the movie that's coming off of. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, without getting into spoilers, I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was really good in the movie. I enjoyed everything they did with him. Um, I wish we could see a deeper layer to Tom Holland's Peter Parker. I enjoy him as an actor and I enjoy the energy he brings to the character. I would just like to see him challenged more it felt like i was watching i was watching this character go through the situations he was in rather than being in the situations with him you you never on the inside of his head okay. you know which is something i really appreciate appreciate and like about spider-man um but You're no saying the, is we need internal monologues we, yes we need some internal monologues which I, I think all films could use internal monologues but go ahead. Sorry. Spoiler, not spoiler for something that's not in the movie. The Karen's basically non-existent. They don't reference Karen. They don't talk about Karen at all. That's, okay, that's weird. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it made it such a, a thing in the. All right. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, that with that in mind. Yeah, no, I didn't. Some of I didn't realize until after the movie. There are certain characters. There are certain Karen's characters. <laughs> there are certain characters at the end of the movie that make questionable calls, but the beautiful thing about it is like I have problems with with some characters as the movie was going on, but certain things that happen at the end of the movie sort of changed my mind i was okay i'm okay with this that kind of that kind of retroactively changed my opinion and with that i would like to say this movie probably has the best one-two punch of after credit scenes that any marvel movie has had i will say yeah and i only say one of them is like oh without getting into detail one of them's not even really an after credit scene it's like uh, the movie wait what'd you say epilogue uh it's like it's an after credit scene and it takes place not too long after where the movie ends oh, okay. so it's like i so guess really the post credit scene <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's really interesting it's like end of the movie credits here's the real end of the movie Oh, it's, but, it's not. It's not like a like an ant on a drum set. No, there's no, there's no like joke after credit scene. Both after okay. credit scenes are important. So stay okay. after both after credit scenes. People who are watching this. Staying up. All right. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the future of Spider-Man, the future of the MCU. Yeah, he has that third movie coming in 2021. Oh, it's already confirmed. He has a six-picture contract, if I recall. Okay, then shit, yeah. So this is five. <laughs> um, unless yeah, they, wanna, unless they throw him into Black Widow. <laughs> or Eternal Exchange. I want to like see Peter Parker, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, under a different creative team. Because I feel like he's not being challenged as a character. Mm-hmm. Like, not nothing from a emotional standpoint. He's not... He doesn't have financial problems. He doesn't have like real life stuff to worry about and he has this his i don't know man he has conflict but it's not no, to I the wanna, level i want to talk about like we, we talked about that a little before the show um and i, I and i actually I, I like homecoming i like the tom holland interpretation um and I, I i enjoy the writing i enjoy the film for what I think, I think Homecoming is a very good uh, interpretation of Spider-Man, but it's also very, very unique in a lot of the stuff it does, like in how it atta- um, how it handles bullying, how it handles the love interest and, and uh, MJ and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we both agreed that the way that he's written is very different because Civil Peter Parker in Civil War, which I think we both still agree is probably the best so far in the MCU is yeah. very different from how he is. He's different between the Russos and the staff that do his solo movies. But I feel like even in that, every time we've seen him after Civil War, so they made him in Civil War, they made a very distinct version of Peter yeah. Parker, the glimpse we've seen, and then they made Far From Home. I mean, I'm sorry, then they made Homecoming. Homecoming. And then when we see him again, I feel like he's just an extension of what we saw in Homecoming. So they, they altered their take mm-hmm. to fit what the last movie had. Yeah, and I mean, even in Endgame, we only see him for, like, three minutes. <laughs> and yeah. same, same for Infinity War. Like, I feel like there's a sprinkle, 
of that. Also, like, teenage defiance as well, because, like, Tony throws him off. He's like, go home, kid. He's like, no, I'm going to stay, which I feel like that's in character with him in before, but also we don't see him as much in these other movies. Yeah, I feel like so, what they've... Yeah, no. Much. I feel like what they've turned, basically, Spider-Man into in the MCU, and especially reaffirming this after seeing Far From Home, mm-hmm. is they've turned... Spider-Man into so what's what Robin is to Batman is Spider-Man to Iron Man. Fuck. <laughs> so a sidekick with a with a feels popular like, with a famous name almost. He feels like a sidekick trying to find his way. So Rob, so Dick Grayson essentially trying to become Nightwing. I mean, like yeah, I mean, I, I guess trying like to find Robin his Prince. way. Wow. And, he, and oh, something about it, like. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this Spider-Man's not a shit talker. He's not like he's not in people's faces. He's not like undermining not his criminals. Not as much. Again, he did it in Civil War. <laughs> exactly um, in Civil and War, he did, and he did it in the commercial for Far From Home when he was uh, saying shit to the to the officer, which I'm like, and I like those. I like when he's quippy, but he yeah. also uh, he you know it varies. It, it depends on who he's under. Like we don't get much of him in Infinity War and Endgame, so it makes sense that he's not quipping too much. But like, um, I haven't yeah, seen far from home, but going off of Homecoming, like, he does a, a little bit. But, and it's not a spoiler um, to say that something that's not in the movie, right? But he's not no, like Garfield, though, where he was gripping. Bro, bro. Oh, dude, fighting Garfield almost killed the man I mean, and laughed at him on the way out. Bro, but Mysterio's, yeah, was... in this, Mysterio's in this movie, right? Not one yeah. fishbowl joke. Not one. Nothing, nothing about his fucking orb head. That's peculiar. That's, uh, I guess they're like, well, we fought a big purple dude, an orb head. Well, that's not too weird. Bitch, yeah. you've been to space. <laughs> <laughs> you've been to space, bro, bitch. He's not like Garfield quip, though. Yeah, Gar- Garfield like... and, and Maguire did actually quip a lot. Now, whether or not... Maguire did not quip a lot. No, Maguire did not. Apart from that, did Here's your husband change. make it? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm thinking about the wrestling match. He's like, what are you going to do? Going to cry? Yeah, he didn't qu- He didn't quip that much. Yeah. He he was a savage, though, in 3 when he whipped that grenade back at Harry. Oh. I have I have my own feelings about like rainy stuff. Yeah, but final thoughts though on Far From Home. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of wanted to talk about um before we close out is just that little bit about the the differences in the interpretation because how my feelings about it going into the movie is that I think this interpretation of Spider Man is difficult for older fans to relate to that are like a little more into the comics like casual fans it's spider-man who doesn't love spider-man um kids again who doesn't love spider-man but for like people that are really into the comics and have had to put up with dan slot for the past decade um i think there's still kind of that want to get that more mature seasoned peter parker like we got in ps4 like we got with the two peters in into the spider-verse and they were both awesome um, and so you have the live action one and like you get this interpretation. It's not that he's, he's bad, but he's different. And he generationally, he's very different because I think even looking at Flash Thompson, there were complaints about Flash being like smaller. He's more of a, a rich douchebag than he is like a physical threat to Peter. And that's just because the landscape of schools is kind of changed. It's not that people still don't get physically bullied in schools. But most of the time, it's just pompous, rich, smart douchebag. He goes to a magnet school. 
Like, I don't expect them to have that many big, beefy guys outside of maybe a basketball player or two. Like the, so the flash for it made sense. Zendaya playing. Can we stop making Zendaya, like, try to ugly her up for media, by the way? I don't know why they try to make her look frumpy and everything. She's very beautiful. <laughs> like right. this and Euphoria. I'm like, why are you trying to hold back this woman's maximum potential? But that aside, is like, the way the romance works is different. It's not... The MCU Spider-Man will never be the classic Spider-Man. I think that's partially... I think that's also why a lot of people cling to Raimi. Because that's very much 60s Spidey. And mm-hmm. even with... And I love the Amazing films. I still... The Amazing... The first Amazing is still one of my favorite Spider movies. I'm not saying it's amazing. I'm not saying it's that good. It's just me personally, at the time, I related to that version of Peter Parker a lot. No, um, I, like, I like the Amazing films too. Yeah, like, I, I, I was the same age as Pete when I went into the first movie. So I related to that version of Pete a lot. But um, <laughs> at the same time, like, that version of Peter Parker is very is still very different from this one. And he was also in his own universe, so that's also another factor. So there's, like, a lot of things that go into account. And I'm not saying that people won't enjoy it, but the relatability, I feel like, is different. And how they're writing him also, like you said, plays a hard role into that. And I think people want him to have more of the... It's not that he doesn't have responsibilities, but I think they want more of those classic responsibilities rather than these universal ones that he has to kind of adopt. Like, who's going to be... Who's going to follow up after Iron Man died? Um, Who's going to save the world? Like, all these big other questions rather than how am I going to pay my rent? Um, how am I mm-hmm. going to navigate my social relationships? You know, does Aunt May have the eggs she needs? Like, that was something that was actually solved in the Amazing films is him forgetting the eggs. Like, he, he fucked up differently in those movies than he does in these. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. like... And Aunt May is not making really sense. a character. So no, you're making sense. You're making sense. He's too Stark-centric. Yeah, I yeah I get that complaint. But Aunt May is not a character I mean, in these movies. Yeah, I would love to see more Aunt May going forward in these movies because she's just kind of she's kind of there, but she's 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 like there's no conflict within that area of his life. In the first I, movie, he was like, "Well, I gotta hide it from her," and then she finds it at the end of the movie, and the next time you see her, she's kind of cool with it. So we, we never got that in terms of how she actually feels about him being Spider-Man. Yeah, she's what, pretty what, supportive. I mean, what it seems like is that y'all want more, and, and I can kind of get on board with this more personal. Spider-Man films that are about Spider-Man, not Spider-Man in the Marvel universe. Yeah, dude, I want I want More, character well, movies. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly it. Um, and it's not it, it's not that they're bad per se, but it's not it's not like even it's not it's, what we want. Yeah, like not even in Spidey's. You know, when you look at the comics, they're character-centric stories, but then you get. The like Into the Spider Verse is actually a very character centric story, even though there's like six different Spider people in it. It's still very much a Miles Morales story, but it seems, but it seems like with the MCU, that's for him specifically, that may not as much be the case. Um, Granted, you could argue that as well about Captain Marvel, but we're not going to do that. (laughs) So I think that wraps up the episode. It does. Y'all have any final thoughts before we close out? No. Yeah, it's a fun time. Just not what I want. I think I need to see it a second time. Now that I, now that I 
don't have any expectations of watching it, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch it again on its own merits. Oh, see, I'm still excited. I'm, I'm going to rewatch Homecoming uh, probably Sunday before I see it, Monday at midnight. But yeah, that'll do it. This has been episode 144. If you have any questions for us, you know, we'll, we'll answer them if you leave them. Uh, drop them down in the comment section with the hashtag AskMarvelEat. Make sure you listen to this full episode on what we got. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Do we have anything else that we're on? Uh, I think that's it. Um, so, uh, where can they find you guys at? Nick, where can they find you at on social media? You guys can find me all over social media at who's underscore Nick. And um, I'm just calling you Luke. <laughs> Aaron, where can people find you at, buddy? You can find me at San Diego Comic Con in a few yeet. weeks. Yeet, yeet. But you can mainly find me at Instagram at the real Aaron Alexander. I've been your host this week. You can find me on my own personal YouTube channel and my own Instagram page and other social media at Will the Greatest. Also, tweet us because we have a Twitter now at Marvel Annotated. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.